This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. Today is Wednesday, November 9th, the day after midterm elections. It was a very good election day for Republicans in Missouri, where Attorney General Eric Schmidt was elected by a double-digit margin to the U.S. Senate. And the state auditor election result means the GOP now holds every statewide office in Missouri. But in Kansas, a different result, with Democrats feeling hopeful in some significant races, though a couple remain too close to call. We'll have roundups from both sides of the state line. But first, some other election headlines. Kansas City will be required to spend more of its budget on the Kansas City Police Department after Missouri voters overwhelmingly passed Amendment 4. But as KCUR's Salisa Kalakal reports, opponents of the amendment say they see a path to eventually bring control of the KCPD back to local officials. While the amendment passed statewide, Kansas City voters overwhelmingly rejected the amendment. Local activists like Dylan Pyle say that's a sign that residents are rejecting the decades of state control over the KCPD. And I think what it means is that we actually have the numbers to start organizing for local control. Kansas City Mayor Quinton Lucas was also opposed to the amendment. Kansas City is the only police department in the state governed by a state-appointed police board. In another big constitutional amendment on the Missouri ballot, voters approved the recreational use of marijuana by adults in a measure that also expunges the criminal records of some people convicted of marijuana use and possession. Amendment 3 passed 53 to 47 percent. On the Kansas side, Casey Metro Area residents returned Democrat Sharice Davids to the U.S. House of Representatives from the state's 3rd Congressional District. She overcame a challenge from Republican Amanda Adkins by a 12% margin, as KCUR's Frank Morris reports. Supporters exploded when TV networks began calling the race for Davids. In her rematch against Adkins, Kansas lawmakers redrew the 3rd District, making winning harder for Davids. And David's steady support of Biden administration policies gave Adkins a weapon against her. But David says the specter of losing abortion rights and her hard work for the district carried the day. Because that's the stuff that matters. It matters to have a representative who's here to get the work done. David says she's anxious to get back to work in Washington. And what she says seems like an especially important time for the country. Two major county government races were settled yesterday as well in Jackson County, where Democratic incumbent executive Frank White faced an unusually tough challenge from Republican county legislator Teresa Galvin. White managed to hang on to the top spot 55 percent to 45 percent. Meanwhile, a small town mayor will be the next chair of the Johnson County Commission. For the Shawnee Mission Post, Kyle Palmer reports. Roland Park Mayor Mike Kelly won the county's top job Tuesday night, vesting current county commissioner Charlotte O'Hara by an unofficial final margin of 56 to 44 percent. Kelly on Tuesday emphasized the county's potential for growth and cited the need to continue building state and federal partnerships for economic development. Kelly's victory may also set up tension with Johnson County Sheriff Calvin Hayden, whom Kelly criticized during the campaign for investigating recent election results without providing evidence. The Kansas City-Missouri ballot also included two city proposals to issue a total of $175 million in bonds to build affordable housing, improve parks and community centers, and upgrade the convention center. Voters across the city overwhelmingly approved both measures. Voters in Kansas demonstrated yesterday that in many ways the state is a microcosm of the nation, which is to say, very closely divided. 
From top to bottom, the election ballot was marked by tight races, some still too close to call as of this morning. To round up the results, I spoke with Kansas News Service news editor Stephen Caranda. So the top of the ballot uh, was the race for Kansas governor, where uh, Laura Kelly has a lead, though we're not able to call that race yet, right? That's right. We ended the night with neither candidate declaring victory uh, and no official calls from groups like the Associated Press. As of right now, it's uh, 49 to 48 in the race for governor, 49% to 48%, with Kelly ahead by under 20,000 votes. Uh, Republican Derek Schmidt said, you know, the votes needed to be counted. We need to wait. Governor Kelly was a little more optimistic uh, and said she expects to be celebrating later today. As I was looking at the numbers uh, throughout the state, what's interesting is that in rural counties, uh, Governor Kelly lost, but she did not lose by nearly as much as other Democratic candidates. Hmm. If you look at a lot of rural counties, she did better than, for example, the Democrats running for Congress or for running for other statewide offices. So that's why her race really remains tight and competitive, while in some other races we saw Republicans pretty easily win. So if she pulls this out, it will be on the strength of uh, of those rural areas where you might not expect a Democrat to fare so well. Well, she still fared pretty badly. We're talking about a lot of counties, you know, it's maybe like a 75-25 split. So she might have got, you know, 25% of the vote. But if you look at other Democrats running for other offices, they might only have gotten 10% of the vote. Yeah. So if she can win, it'll be because she has big margins in the urban centers where many of the votes are. And then she did not as bad as other Democrats in more rural areas. She's also probably waiting on the mail-in ballots um, because we suspect those will lean a little more Democratic when they come in. And speaking of close races, uh, the attorney general race that's gotten a lot of attention across the state also too close to call as of Wednesday morning. That is right. Uh, Republican Chris Kobach, very well known in the state, is coming off of a couple of uh, high profile losses, including losing to Kelly in the last election for governor. So he's trying to make a political comeback. He declared victory in the race, although, again, there has been no call from an organization like the Associated Press. And his Democratic opponent, Chris Mann, says, oh, not so fast. We need to wait for all the votes to be counted. As of right now, it's a 51 to 49 split in that race. Kobach has about 20,000 more votes. This one looks a little more settled, we think, than the race for governor. Uh, but there still are, you know, a lot of ballots out there to be counted. We've already talked in this podcast about Sharice uh, Davids winning in the 3rd Congressional District over her Republican challenger, Amanda Adkins. Uh, other than Sharice Davids, it looks like Republicans have uh, reclaimed all the, the, the House seats in Kansas. Uh, of course, Senator Jerry Moran uh, reelected to the U.S. Senate. Are there any other races or uh, ballot issues that stand out to you as you look over these Kansas election results, Stephen? There were two interesting constitutional amendments on the ballot. One says sheriffs must be elected if they currently are in counties. That can't change. That one passed pretty easily. The other constitutional amendment is, as of right now, it is a 50% to 50% split. Uh, so it's very, very close. And it is about legislative oversight of rules and regulations. It sounds like a boring topic, but it's really something that could have a huge impact because 
What it would allow is state lawmakers to vote to overturn regulations made by all the state agencies in the governor's administration. So we're talking about everything from, you know, environmental regulations to foster care policy. All those things could be overturned by the state legislature. With a simple majority vote, right? Correct. So it's a pretty big change in how the balance of power in state government works. So it's interesting that this issue has resonated enough that that constitutional amendment is super close, while the sheriff election one was basically a landslide in favor of it. So that's another one where we're going to have to wait for the final number crunching to really see what happens. Right now, the no side, so basically opponents of the legislative oversight provision have a slight lead of about 7,000 votes. So you've mentioned several times, Stephen, that we're going to have to wait for some numbers to be crunched, wait for more ballots. What exactly are we waiting for now? What's left in the 2022 midterm elections? As of right now, pretty much all the votes from the counties have been crunched. Uh, But the big thing is that the mail-in ballots are not all in. Uh, In Kansas, mailed ballots can be postmarked by election day, and then they can arrive several days later and still be counted. So right now, because we have a holiday on Friday, that means that mailed ballots can arrive until Monday and still be counted. And so there are probably thousands and thousands of ballots out there waiting to arrive and be counted. So if a race is super, super close, then we might not know until the county canvas, that means within 13 days, the counties have to go through all the ballots and officially certify their results. Then by early December, the state will officially, officially certify the results. So there's still a few steps in this process. And I forgot to mention there can be a recount if a race is super close. So uh, if a race is just like the tightest of margins, it could literally be weeks before it's decided. All that to say, this election is far from over. In a lot of races, yes. Missouri's elections left far less suspense than those on the Kansas side, as Republicans not only sent Eric Schmidt to the U.S. Senate, but also claimed the last remaining statewide office held by a Democrat. I spoke with KCUR's Lisa Rodriguez about last night's Missouri results, where Democrats might find a few silver linings. In the U.S. Senate race at the top of the Missouri ballot, a big win tonight for Republicans. Absolutely. Um, Republican Attorney General Eric Schmidt uh, easily won that race for U.S. Senate, as he was expected to do, beating out Democratic challenger Trudy Bush Valentine. Um, And Schmidt's uh, career as attorney general has been marked by often suing the Biden administration. And that's exactly what he pledged to continue to do as a senator, which is continue to fight Joe Biden and and let him know. I think his quote in the speech was uh, send a message to Joe Biden that enough is enough and we want our country back. So that is what we can expect from Schmidt moving forward. Even in his victory speech, taking a a little bit of a swipe at uh, his now defeated opponent, Trudy Bush Valentine, uh, calling her again an heiress. Uh, She had a very teary emotional concession speech, one where she seemed to really uh, feel like she had done something important by by running for the office. I think so. I, she also acknowledged um, a sense that I feel like we've heard from Democrats is that people are scared and that she continues to be scared 
even while acknowledging that she that she lost this race. Now, uh, she isn't the only Democrat who lost a race in Missouri last night. The loss in the auditor's office has particular significance. Absolutely. The auditor's office for the last few years has been the only statewide office that has been held by a Democrat in Missouri. And on Tuesday night, that that moment <laughs> ended. Uh, Republican Scott Fitzpatrick, who is currently state treasurer, won the seat for state auditor, uh, meaning that every statewide office in Missouri is now held by a Republican. So he completed that sweep for Republicans. Interesting, because that will create a vacancy in the treasurer's office, and there will be a vacancy in the attorney general's office with Eric Schmidt's election. Those, of course, get to be filled by Republican Governor Mike Parson. Absolutely. And so we I, it would be shocking if there would be any change to that deep red sweep in Missouri. That would be shocking. Uh, we've talked about some of the Missouri constitutional amendments already in this podcast, but uh, we do want to highlight a couple of the others, including that Amendment 5, which affects the chain of command for the Missouri National Guard. Right. So Amendment 5 passed, which creates essentially a new department for the National Guard, it, previously, it was under um, the Department of Public Safety. Proponents say it it makes the chain of command a little bit easier. It creates a new department that would be headed up by an adjutant general that the governor appoints, which would deploy the National Guard in events uh, such as natural disasters and such. As we sort of reflect on these results taken together, Lisa, not a lot of good news in these top of the ballot issues for Democrats. What will we be watching for as we sort of comb through races a little further down the ballot in the days to come? I think it'll be really interesting to look at these some of these smaller state house races. Democrats for years have been trying to cut into the supermajority um, in the state house. And it looks at least early on like a few Democrats will be successful in in that bid. And while it won't change the control, the, the balance of power in Jefferson City dramatically, any gains by Democrats as we see Missouri go deeper and deeper red is notable. It's significant. And significant as we compare it to what may be happening on the, the national scheme, uh, not only with this election in the midterms, but what we might expect two years from now. Absolutely. That was KCUR News Director Lisa Rodriguez. This is Kansas City Today. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. You can find all the big election results, at least the ones we know so far, at kcur.org elections. And in the days to come, keep visiting our website for reporting from Kansas City's NPR station on what those results may mean. I'm Brian Ellison. Thanks for listening. <laughs>